Today, on the Ward Preacher Podcast, we talk about the story of Easter, the fall and rise of Jesus Christ himself. I'm Brett Jensen, and this is the Ward Preacher Podcast. Right, today we're going to focus on the perspective of the apostles uh, as we're looking at uh, Easter coming this this week. Um, I, I really wanted to focus uh, on the perspective that they would have had at that time. Jesus received word that one of his friends in Bethany, uh, Lazarus, had died. Jesus decided that he would go down to Judea. Of course, they had been up in Galilee, where they were away from the center of uh, power for a lot of these chief priests and scribes that wanted to kill Jesus. And uh, his apostles cautioned him about the dangers of going back so close. Uh, in John eleven eight, they say, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and goest thou thither again? This was not only out of concern for Jesus, they were at risk too. They were his chief supporters, and they expressed when Jesus was determined to go that this would be perhaps a one-way trip, but they were determined to stay with him. Uh, Then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, to his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. That's John eleven sixteen. Peter also says, And he, Peter, said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee both into prison and to death. Luke twenty two thirty three. They knew what was coming. They were planning to go down. They would help him as much as they could. And they expected to fight and die for the man that they revered to be the king of Israel, the son of God. This was it. All of their faith pointed to him. And so it was him or nothing. Um, so they went down to Bethany. And the story of Lazarus we will probably cover in a future lesson. A beautiful story about Lazarus being raised he gained a lot of popularity when people heard of, of this incredible miracle. Lazarus, who had been dead for days, somehow uh, he was able to be saved by this man, Jesus of Nazareth. And he went into Jer- Jerusalem, had a moment of triumph, was able in the daytime to uh, teach and uh, and have safety in the temple. They didn't want to mess with him during the day. They wanted to find a way to secretly take him and get him out of their way. That is his enemies, the enemies of Jesus. Um, the Last Supper at the Passover, um, Jesus uh, predicted exactly what would happen. He said, The Son of Man goeth as it is written of him, but woe unto that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It had been good for that man if he had not been born. Of course, uh, that's 
referring to Judas Iscariot in Matthew chapter 26, verse 24. And each of them was worried that it might be them. Kind of a remarkable response from the apostles, their perspective. Lord, is it I? Um, President Uchtdorf gave a fantastic talk on that subject that I'm not going to quote for time's sake. But the the significant, the acknowledgement that we don't always know what we are capable of, and that we shouldn't be hearing commandments thinking, oh, somebody else needs to hear that. We should be looking at ourselves. Uh, am I capable of this? What can I do to make sure this doesn't happen? Of course, before that, Judas already knew what was going on. He uh, was unhappy with Jesus. He felt disrespected, slighted by him. And we'll get into maybe more of the why in a future podcast. Um, but Judas was not. Uh, he was not surprised, even though he did ask, Lord, is it I? And uh, Jesus said, thou hast said. Uh, no one else seemed to pick up on this. Judas went went about his business. The others went to the Mount of Olives with him. This is apparently a place that they would frequently go, um, and they did need some place where it would be safe at night, uh, especially with all of Jesus's enemies so eager to find where he was and kill him. Um, so Jesus, at the Mount of Olives, asks his disciples there in the dark, just as he predicted, to watch and pray. Um, then he goes a little ways off, and he suffers the weight of sins for all humanity. As he is praying, he asks, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him, and being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was, as it were, great drops of blood falling down to the ground. It's a crushing weight that only the Son of God could endure that was put upon him. Uh, after some time, he rose up, and uh, there was no reprieve for this. After going through incredible suffering and pressure and agony, he's met by his enemies. He talked to his other disciples, rise, let us be going. Behold, he is at hand that doth betray me. And while he yet spake, lo, Judas, one of the twelve, came, and with him a great multitude, with swords and staves, from the chief priests and elders of the people, and forthwith Judas came to Jesus and said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. And Jesus said unto him, Friend, wherefore art thou come? Then came they and laid hands on Jesus and took him. That's in Matthew chapter 26. Of course, not everyone was ready to just let Jesus be taken. Peter was determined, just as he has, had promised, to die on that hill, to go to prison and death, to defend the King of Israel, the Son of God. And he drew his sword. This is a combination. 
uh, between several of the Gospels that I will read here. Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and smote the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Then Jesus said unto him, Put up again thy sword into his place, for all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my father, and he shall presently give me more than twelve legions of angels? Suffer ye thus far. And he touched his ear and healed him. That's a combination of verses from John 18, Matthew 26, and Luke 22. And it acknowledges that Peter received direct instruction not to fight. And Jesus healed the men who had been injured, so there was no cause for them to go after Peter. He was saving his apostles. But he knew exactly what had happened, what would happen, and he wasn't afraid to call his enemies out. He said to them, When I was daily with you in the temple, ye stretched forth no hands against me, but this is your hour and the power of darkness. Jesus was subjected to a secret trial, uh, and those who were in power arranged for permission to kill Jesus and uh, took him to Pontius Pilate. And we will probably have a podcast in the future that talks about some of, some more of the details around the crucifixion and the, the mockery that that was, the travesty, the crime that that was to take not only an innocent man, but the Son of God, and to do what they did with him. So wrong. Peter, commanded by Jesus not to fight, to put away his sword, had no choice but to just follow. He was still wanting to help, but he couldn't fight. And I can't, I can't even imagine how awkward that would have been for Peter who still loved and believed in Jesus and recognized him as the king, and perhaps he trusted in Jesus' statement that he would call down twelve legions of angels to deliver him. Something would have to be done, right? He was the son of God. He couldn't be stopped. This was the king. He was the Messiah. He was supposed to save them all. But there were some distractions around Peter. Other people pointed to him and said, Oh, you were with him, weren't you? Thou art one of them. Thou art a Galilean. Thy speech betrays thee. And he, in this precarious situation and distracted by these people, without thinking, said, I am not. I know not what thou sayest. At the end, uh, in Luke, the account says, And Peter said, Man, I know not what thou sayest. And immediately, while he yet spake, the cock grew. And the Lord turned and looked at Peter. And Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And Peter went out and wept bitterly. Of course, it made no difference. Jesus was taken 
lifted up on the cross. After excruciating torture, being nailed to the beam and lifted up, again he suffered tremendous pain for the sins of all humanity. And one of his first concerns recorded in the book of John uh, is was caring for his mother. It says, When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then saith he to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour that disciple took her into his own home, already caring about making sure that his responsibilities would all be cared for before it was over. He declared that he thirsted to fulfill scripture. He cried, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And at last declared, It is finished, and gave up the ghost. That was it. The one that everyone had thought was the king, was their deliverer, gone. Joseph of Arimathea begged the body of Jesus from Pilate, put it in his own tomb, so that it would not be out on the Sabbath day. And I can't even imagine how bitter that Sabbath must have been. A day of rest, fine, but really, nothing but to mourn, to maybe be in shock over the loss of the one person who should not have been able to die, who could have called down legions of angels, who was the Son of God, and yet he was gone. I, I can only imagine how that must have been, their entire faith, everything that they had sacrificed, everything that they had believed in for those years during his ministry, it was over. This was the worst-case scenario. Betrayed by his own apostle, given to his enemies, and murdered. The next day, the women who went to anoint his body were stopped by two men in shining raiment, who proclaimed, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. They went and told the apostles. Peter and John rushed out to the tomb. Peter went inside and found the napkin the clothes used to wrap Jesus' body folded neatly, and the body was missing. What could it mean? Who took it? There was confusion, but that evening, Jesus himself appeared to his apostles and declared, Behold, my hands and my feet that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit hath not flesh and bones, as ye see me have. That's in Luke chapter 24. There was no more denying at that point. He says in John, Peace be unto you, as my Father hath sent me, even so I send you. 
They understood at that moment everything that Jesus had been prophesying, everything that the scriptures had indicate, that yes, he would have to die, and that on the third day he would rise. And they saw him, and they understood, and after that, they boldly proclaimed to all nations, everywhere they went, that truly this man was the Son of God, that what he did was offer salvation to all the children of our Heavenly Father. There was no one like Jesus. Those that mocked him, saying he saved others, himself he could not save, were dead wrong. He did save himself. At that moment of crisis, the dilemma when Jesus disappears, I think that's an important lesson for us in the fullness of times. Jesus didn't stay back when he was resurrected. He didn't establish his unending kingdom and a millennium of peace and prosperity. He did just as he said. As his father sent him, he sent out his apostles to spread the word, and they were promptly rejected by the world. They were murdered. They were banished. His teachings were taken and twisted. And uh, his power and the guidance of his apostles were lost for thousands of years. But the lesson of Easter is that even in the worst case scenario, even when the Messiah is gone, he has not been defeated. A little thing like dying or a thousand years, well, that's big to the rest of us but it's not insurmountable for Jesus. He is still alive, even today, and he's not done. And a day will come, maybe after the fact for some, when all will, as the apostles did, recognize the beautiful consistency in all of the scriptures, in the words of all of his apostles and prophets, that he was never gone. May we heed the words of his apostles and prophets and put our faith in the message of Easter, that the king will return and that he is coming to save us all. Next week, the Word Preacher podcast covers Matthew chapter 18 and Luke 10. We will be uh, discussing a little about forgiveness and the parable of the Good Samaritan. I appreciate all those who listen and support this program. I invite you to continue studying uh, using the Come Follow Me curriculum. And, uh, of course, as always, fight on.